Hi, I'm Rachel O'Mara. I'm the host of the PauseCast. I'm also the author of Pause, Harnessing the Life-Changing Power of Giving Yourself a Break, as well as a private coach for men and women who are struggling with how to get out of overwhelm and reclaim their lives. The PauseCast is dedicated to helping individuals learn the tools and be more self-aware that we can all be more capable of to live our best life, to reach our potential. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a regular, I invite you to download my free gift to you, which is a blueprint called The Three Keys to Stay Out of Overwhelm and Thrive. The blueprint is available at my website, www.rachelomera.com. Get it today so you can start to implement these tools that we can all learn. And that's what the podcast is all about. everyone. I'm excited to bring on my next guest who is a dear friend and a repeat guest. She's actually been on the podcast already, but this time she's here to share about her new book, Overwhelmed and Over It. Christine Arilo, fellow MBA. She's a transformational leadership advisor. She's written three books and best-selling author. She's also the host of the Feminine Power Time podcast. So definitely check that out, you podcast fans. Feminine Power Podcast, Feminine Power Time Podcast, I should say. She's also recognized for her very life-changing work to help women make shift happen. You know, that's what she does. She makes shift happen and really transform their lives, leading the world in what they do and how they want to live and wish they to create for themselves. Christine offers workshops globally and lives in the Seattle area. She is absolutely fantastic, and I am so excited for her to be here today to share about Overwhelmed and Over It and all of the things that we know are driving us a little bit insane these days, including being in overwhelm and burned out. So Christine, welcome. It's so good to have you here. I would love if you could lead us in a guided pause. All right. So I'm going to share with you all um, a pause that I've taken every day since 2012 when I invented this, this process. So one of my superpowers is inventing practices that are simple, but significant. And if you were to ask me, what are the top three things, Christine, that you do to stay out of burnout and um, complete overwhelm, this would be the, one of the top three. And I can actually tell you, since I've invented this practice and done it consistently, I actually haven't burned out not physically burned out. I've had passion burnout and perhaps we'll talk about that, but I haven't, I haven't physically burned out because what this practice does, this pause does for you and you do it. I do it every morning. And the last year I've also done it every evening. So I use it as a bookend practice. Um, but I'll teach it to you. And then if you have more questions, we can, we can, uh, we can go from there. So everyone go ahead and close your eyes. Cause you know, it just, helps to take a pause when you close your eyes and brings you into your own inner awareness. And first, I'm just going to ask you to take a couple inhales and exhales to find your way back to your breath. So inhaling and exhaling. And when you inhale, just hold, allow your whole body to fill up with air and what's called life force. Almost like as if you had wings, your wings would extend out. And on the exhale, just allow your navel to come back to your spine. And you're just pulling all of your energy, all of your senses back to yourself. And we're going to do what's called a life 
reinforced check-in and receiving practice. So we're going to check in on your life force, which is your prana. It's your chi. If you were a cell phone, it would be your battery charge. If you were a car that took fuel, it would be your gas tank. And so just imagine yourself. I like to imagine myself as a chalice versus a gas tank or <laughs> electronic device. So just imagine a chalice and that your energy is held in this chalice. And if the chalice is full, you're, you, are, you have a lot of energy and life force to give. You're serving from that cup. But if you go into your reserves, you start to serve from the stem. And then if you go into your second level of reserves, you actually start to serve from the base, like your prime, your primal energy and life force. So we're going to take a sensor and just sense into what's your life force level at right now on a scale of zero to 100 with 100 being completely full, 50 being about half and zero being empty. And just ask your inner wisdom for, for a number for your current life force. And then take an exhale. And then we have a second question, which is the receiving question. This is to help you make sure that you don't, you get, that you give and receive in harmony. And so the question is, what do you need to receive today? What do you need to receive today so that you are filling up yourself emotionally, mentally, psychically, energetically, and physically? What do you need to receive today? And let your inner wisdom either drop something in, just kind of depends how your intuition works. You might hear something, feel something, know something. And if nothing comes because you and your inner wisdom, intuition haven't been, you know, <laughs> talking to each other, just make something up, like ask your intellect, what would I, what would I love to receive today? What would really be supportive today? And then when you're ready, just kind of gently open your eyes and just kind of look around and notice how, when you take that pause, how everything kind of slows down and looks a little different. Rachel, what was your life force level at? So for me, it was 75 and even three quarters. And I, I am feeling a little run down today not sick but just low like low energy so that's not surprising well 75 is actually really pretty good it's interesting mine's a 72 and i'll give you the scale <laughs> in a second so we're so type a right type a we're like i need to be 75.34 <laughs> well i do that a today, lot at this morning i was a 69.5 so i'm happy to say that i'm up to a 70 72 73 um so here's the scale if you're, if you're, and let me ask you what, um, well, let me tell you the scale. So this is all about giving and receiving and harmony. So part of the reason we get burned out and overwhelmed and overextended, and then we end up sick and then worse, we end up, you know, burned out is because we wait till we get to below our reserves before we actually do something about it. So if you can monitor yeah. your life force level and be in relationship, you're going to know where you're at battery wise, right. And life force level. So if you're 75 and above and you don't actually receive that day, you're not going to go into your reserves. Here's the rule. Never serve from your reserves. Rule number one, self-sustainability self rule. Never serve from your reserves. Self-sustainability self rule number two um, is to retain, not drain your life force. So if you're between a 50 and 75 and you don't receive that day and you keep giving like you normally do, keep working, keep giving to others or whatever, you're going to go into your reserves. Between 50 and 35, you're on the down low and you're going into a place where you're going to burn out or get sick. 
And if you're below a 35, you basically um, are, in, you're, you're, you're getting physical disease in your body and or your mental body that's going to be a lot more challenging to recover from. So if you're below a 50, you're like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, just not go to work, not take care of my kids, whatever. You just do your life differently. And you do it slower. You wear different clothes. I, you know, I dress differently when I'm below a 50, but I never really go below a 50. I'm normally between like a 62 and I would say a 75. That's kind of like my, my range. And so what did you need to, what do you need to receive today, Rachel? I need a hug. Mm -hmm. That's so it. like, and she's smiling you while she's like this huge, big smile. And you just like your whole, like whole, like your whole being just like lit up. When you said, yeah, I, it was not expected and I didn't know what I did need to receive. So I was open and then it just was super clear. You need a hug. You need some contact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and often, and I got, I need to receive and I, and I did this this morning. So I kind of already knew what I needed to receive, but I needed to receive energized, enthusiastic focus, which is kind of a lot of <laughs> that's words. Um, <laughs> that's, that's only, that's very vague. I don't know. How do you find it? It is. Well, it's funny because every morning I also pull, um, I also pull a card every morning and the card I pulled this morning was focus. So it was, it was my, my, my inner wisdom and the card were aligned, but not just like focus, like the kind that makes your head hurt. Like energized and enthusiastic because I have many things, you know, going on. So, but to do it in a joyful way, because if I'm not joyful, sucks my energy. Out. Yeah. Big deal about that, actually. And I, I know you and I are, are like sisters from another mother where we both are on this path to help women get out of burnout and overwhelm for good and, and reclaim their lives and thrive and all of this. Right. And what I've found in my, in my experience and training in emotional intelligence is very similar to you, but it's, it's like a slight different wording. But basically, if I'm not following my yearnings, if I'm not fulfilling my deeper desires moment by moment, I won't get nourished and I, and I burn out over time. And I feel like that's what you're saying in terms of having the joy and having that energized aspect where the focused energy is fulfilling you. It feels good as you do it. It's not just you checking off the boxes or trudging through stuff to get to the next thing. It's well, exactly. Huge. And that's where our power is. So that is why the, the subtitle of, of Overwoman Over It is embrace your power to stay center and sustain. Because there's lots of, in a chaotic world, there's lots of things we can't control. Like that's the dealio in the universe. And it's even more that way right now. But how I go in, like I can look at my calendar and I look at my day. Like I'm in you know, the midst of this book unveiling and I'm doing a lot of podcasts and I'm also, this is a, this is a, this, I don't use the word busy. I kicked the word busy out of my language library a long time ago. So I say it's an intense time for me. So instead of busy, it's intense. And when times are, and it's actually a great, super simple practice, you all, is to shift your wording from busy to intense. Because intense is like you're in an intense period of creativity. You're in an intense period of output. And then all of a sudden people are like, oh, how can I support you? How can I help? Oh, now I know how to, I'm you know, just intense. to you <laughs> differently. Yeah. It's so different. Yeah. Totally and so I just want to, you know, say to everyone that practice, it seems really simple. Um, and it's never a seven day trip to Tahiti. It barely ever costs money, but it's filling you up emotionally and it's filling you up energetically and it's filling you up mentally. And 
The yogic sciences teach, so that's a big part of my training that I have, you know, Rachel and I are very similar. We have the traditional business, you know, training and all of that. But then, you know, we got, we, we wised up and we realized, oh, we have other training. <laughs> There's we got other the feminine wisdom power training that you can't it, get in the MBA. <laughs> you cannot get it. They Not yet. Anyway, my hope is that by the time we're done with our work, we will. Um, and also get it to younger girls, um, you know, is, you know, from the very, very beginning. But the, um, the thing is that what it, what it does is what the yoga science teaches is that burnout and overwhelm and disease shows up last in your physical body. So by the time you've oh, got really? physically sick and have symptoms, makes physical sick, it's already been in your chronic body, your energy body, your emotional body. So when I've been researching this phenomenon, let's call it, of how we are more overwhelmed, more burned out, more stressed out today than women in the 1970s. We have more rights, more opportunities, but not less stress, no matter how much stress management tactics, you know, time management, productivity, you know, whatever we haven't solved for it. And one of the things I found is that there's actually eight different kinds of burnout and physical is just one. So there's passion burnout, compassion burnout, survival burnout, and even though like I don't have physical burnout anymore, um, I still get passion burnout because I love what I do and I feel an immense um, desire to make a difference in this world. And um, I mean, I just, I had it about two weeks ago. And if I don't, if I'm not mindful about that, then I, um, it will go towards physical or I'll just get crunchy and, you know, and I'll just, you know, that, that stuff. So it's not like I never have moments of passion burnout. I still get it. I just catch myself much faster. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm understanding that in the context of, I don't like, you're just, I'm learning about the eight types today with you. And I, I notice now because I have been in burnout before I can tell if I'm on a slope that's getting me there, but I haven't had a name for it. I'm just like this bigger umbrella of burnout. So, um, will you, will you run us through those eight types? So you mentioned there's passion, there's uh, yeah, there are, there's, so there's eight types of burnout. Let me just, let me just physical. Let me probably think of a hundred, but we narrowed it down <laughs> to eight. I'm going to turn to the book <laughs> on page 72. Cause then I'll, I'll make sure I get out. Yeah. Okay, let's so follow here, along page 72. Okay. So here's the, here are the eight kinds of burnout, um, mental burnout, which is your mind just cannot process anymore. It's fried Two, which I definitely had after I finished writing this book. You all took me three years to write this book. And like the couple weeks after Rachel, <laughs> I was like, my synapses, no worky. <laughs> my yeah. synapses, like, <laughs> like, was literally, you know, like I had, I didn't fry it, but I had gotten pretty close. Yeah, um, some burned out. Yeah. Two, emotional burnout. These heavy or anxious emotions are exhausting me. Three, compassion burnout. And just listen to these, you all, and see if any of these resonate for you. Compassion burnout. I cannot hold any more loving space for anyone else. I'm tapped. Four, relational burnout. I've been overgiving to others, my organization and my community and family, and I'm over it. Five, survival burnout. I'm exhausted from trying to make ends meet and stay afloat. Six, superwoman burnout. The weight of taking on so much is too much. I can't hold it all anymore. Number seven, passion burnout. I love what I do, but I've given too much and pushed too hard. And eight, physical burnout. My body is revolting. I have depleted my life force. Hmm. Wow. So all of those could be going on or one of them or an inkling of, of those. And they can all lead those roads to 
that physical, like that ultimate end state, which would be like your body breaks down. Yeah. Or yeah. Or we emotionally, so like with the, or you have a mental meltdown or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, what I call the superwoman sob moment where the pressure is so much, you're just in the pool of tears. Um, and it doesn't have to get to that place of distress. And I think that's part of what we haven't really yeah. gotten the tools, right, Rachel? I mean, that's, this is what your work is about. Many of you that are here listening, here's the, here's the, the truth. A, it's not your fault. First of all, so number one, not your fault. If you feel burned out, you haven't figured it out because the systems we work and live in were completely built for burnout and they were not created for humans or women to actually thrive. We all get told thrive, lean in, thrive, lean in. But then we don't actually have the wisdom or the tools. Now to what? Now what do I do in it? Yeah. And actually, let's pause on that because I think that is so key. It's like, like, can we just all say that together in, in a, in a, um, uh, a moment of like, you know, it's not your fault from, from uh, is that Dead Poets Society or like Goodwill Hunting rather? <laughs> it's not your fault. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, when he says that to Will, it is. It's, it is Goodwill Hunting. Mm, yeah. Gavin Williams. Yeah. It, and it's not, and that, that's actually, it, it's interesting the subtitle of Overwhelmed and Over It used to be um, Why It's Not Your Fault and How to Find the Power to Change It. But we, my editor and I, we changed it. But that's the primary message we have to embrace at first because what we've been, it's almost like, it's almost like, and tell me, Rachel, how you experience this. The way that I see it is that we women have become so resilient, and this is true for men and all beings. I, what I'm, so everyone is welcome into this conversation, but we've become so resilient that we've become too tolerant. And so what's happened is we've learned to assimilate into these ways of working and living and existing and succeeding, almost like we're treading water. And like, we're really good treaders because like, we're really kind of amazing. We're pros. Yeah. We're pros. So yeah. we like, you're so strong and we're like, you know, so caring or <laughs> just treading and then 2020. And this has been like ratcheting up, you know, like the heat's been, you know, it's yeah. been harder and harder and harder to tread. And then all of a sudden I'm looking at my window, these big white caps are out my window right now. These white caps of 2020 come through and it's like, you can't hold on. You can't just keep treading. And this is, you know, the big wake up call for us as a collective society to do things differently. And I think finally we're at a place where, where, where women and conscious beings can really embrace their power to do things differently and kind of look around and be like, yeah, why are we working that way? Why are we doing it that why way? Why are we why working that way? System set up this way. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. And what's really resonating with me, because that when I read that in your book about it's it's not your fault and it's the systems that have been set up over hundreds of years and millennia and like women and men have not been very at the forefront of making it work for ourselves, especially now in a 24-7 world. The other side of that, what I continue to hear from folks who are feeling burnout is that guilt. Like they feel guilty if they do something that's different outside of the norm. And that's where the disconnect is, I think, for so many, because you, you're talking about it's not our fault, and yet we feel guilty. Like, how is that even possible? And I don't know if you've got any advice or suggestions on what we can do with that, because I think especially women feel that too. Yes. Well, that's part of the design. So the, there's, the, there's the systemic imprints that are like the way the culture is set up. And then there's these imprints. So over the last 10 years, if I've been really diving into like what is going on at the root level, because we've been trying to apply the Band-Aid for a long time. So we talk about self-care and stress management, all these tools, and they've gotten us as far as we can go. So when I, go, when I dove into the roots, 
what one of the, I found these 12 imprints that are running inside of, and I call them imprints, not beliefs, um, because beliefs are mental and they are beliefs, but they're like, they're emotional, they're cellular, they're in our energetic being that actually causes us to strive and grind and push and overgive and hustle and overstretch and overextend. And this is the part that this is also where our power comes from. We have to, while it's not our fault, we are the only ones with the power to change it. And so the only way to have societal and systemic change is to actually start. And I know you know this too, Rachel, this is part of how you go into the world and is like, it's through personal transformation, but we've been so busy just hanging on. And truthfully, they have to look inside yourself and look at these imprints. And in particular, there's, um, there's 13 ways that I've identified that women specifically men do this too. Everybody does it, but it's, it's, it's how we've been culturalized as women to be really selfless caregivers and super strong achievers who really suck and feel guilty. If we receive, if we receive what we need, if we receive space and and so these overgiving imprints, as you start to see them in yourself, you see how the choices that you're making and how you work, how you design a business, if you're an entrepreneur, how you make career choices, how you make choices about money, your health, your home, how you set up your entire life design is actually set up. You're setting yourself up to not receive what you need. And that's where the power is. And, um, and so like, so, yeah, so I'm happy to talk about those over. I'm happy to go wherever you want to go, Rachel. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's that's really interesting in terms of the imprints and the systems already at play. And my my uh, and I think I think it's good to be aware of it. Like, that's really my message of what I'm hearing from you is is like just to tune in a little bit and assess and say, like, well, what would I have from that? And what what would work or what, where where am I at? Kind of like that that ground zero of like, where, where am I now? And that temperature gauge we did in the beginning was such an excellent start to that. Because I think a lot of times people refer to burnout as this, or like overwhelm as this huge, big term. But if you get, get to be more pinpointed, whether it's the type of burnout or an imprint of specifics, then you can start to change it. And then you can start to do things that are different. Um, and, you, and, you, and like, I know one of the things that you talk about is downshifting and getting out of mm-hmm getting out of overwhelm. So can you tell us about like, how can we downshift or what do, what do we do to start? And maybe downshifting is part of that. Yeah. Um, and if you do want to come back around to guilt, I do have something very specific to say about guilt. Okay. I'll, I'll yeah. bookmark that over there. <laughs> That's part of how we stay stuck in these crazy realities. Um, so, so I'm all about shifting the bigger perspectives so that you actually can be self-aware and systemically aware, which is where your power is, but also breaking it down into practical things you do and the choices you make every day actually has a lot to do with the a level of overwhelm that you feel. And so the, the downshifting practice is, so most of you have probably heard, if you're here listening to Rachel, that starting your day with a morning practice in which you're actually connecting to yourself and centering with yourself before you just go rushing into your day is a really smart thing to do. And yet I'm, I'm curious, Rachel, for you, what you experienced when I go back when we were actually, you know, speaking in person to people and I, but I do this even in virtual workshops and stuff. And I'd ask people, how many of you have a daily morning practice you do every morning, no matter what, before you interact with the outside world. And when I was at a retreat center, like doing it with people who are on a personal development path, maybe one out of five people would raise their hand. If I was in a corporate or professional setting, 
usually nobody would raise their hand and maybe one or two people um, would raise their hand. And I just would be like, how are you people existing? And I know, I mean, I didn't always had one. I, I remember the last day I didn't <laughs> do my morning practice before checking in. Um, and that's like, that's the first part. I call it the bookend. So how you start your day is how you live your day, that first hour of your day and what you ingest and what you interact with and what you let into your energetic, mental, emotional field will set you up for the day. So if you don't have a morning practice in which you're protecting your field and you know setting your field, you're like a windsock without a pole and you're just gonna pick up everyone's stuff. Same thing, but different on the back end, which is downshifting. So we need a way to downshift, to like go from the intensity of the day into a flow, into replenishment. But if you don't have rituals and things that you do in that last, especially the last hour, I mean, there's much more that's like a deeper part of it, but the basic level is the last hour of your day determines your whole, how you go to sleep and how you wake up the next day. So whatever you're putting into your body, that last hour of the day. So if you're tuned into Facebook in your bed, before you go to sleep, you've just invited all of your Facebook friends and all that crazy energy into your field. If you're watching, if you're watching CNN and listening to the latest election poll surveys or the pandemic numbers, you're inviting all of that into bed. All of that. Got it. Even if it's Good like enough. a TV show you like, you've just invited all that emotional drama into your life. And, and so what I find is that people just don't know that, you know, number one and number two, it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? right? <laughs> what do I, what do I even do? And so like yeah. just simple things that I do is, um, cause what, if we don't have other things to do, we'll, we'll sabotage ourselves. Like I will, I'll fall prey to what I call the wind down, which would be like, Oh, I'll have a glass of wine. Hmm, I'd like to have another, you know, guilty, easy. guilty. I am as well. Yeah. And so, so I have, I have a, I, I, I have a couple of rituals. Like I actually change my clothes. That's like one thing I do. And I have this beautiful silk robe that I put on like, okay, we're downshifting now. And then I shift to my liver happy tea that I know is going to make my liver not have to work so hard when I go to sleep. And so like, there's these things I put in to place. I have a, I have a, a playlist that is actually literally called the cocoon of replenishment. No one named it my partner. And I play that at night. And so it's like, you put these things into place that actually are supportive and sustaining versus draining. Wow. Well, you've just given me a hundred new ideas for how to go to bed differently tonight. <laughs> Cause I think that I am very susceptible. And I think many of us must feel like this or, or have that experience now, whether we're kind of tuning into our latest updates and news there's just, there's a lot of swirl, I feel like that's happening. And it's easy to get caught up in it if you're not intentional, if you're not pausing to shift your behavior. And even for me, that's, that's something that I can work on. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love it in the frame of, of pause, Rachel, is that just think of it, you're pressing pause on the outside world. Um, and the same yeah. thing, like when you get up in the morning, you don't hit play right away. You don't hit play. Don't hit the play button. <laughs> Keep it on your pause button. And then at the end of the day, that downshifting, you press pause again. Um, and this is, you know, people talk a lot. I don't know if they talk a lot about, but we should, especially from a feminine wisdom perspective, is that people want clarity right now, right? We want clarity. We want to know how to focus. We want to know, you know, we want to know what to do. And you don't, and that's about developing a relationship with your intuition and your intuition lives in your body and it lives in your heart. It doesn't actually live in your brain. 
So you don't, the way you do that partly is by how you start and end your day. Like you're connecting with yourself. You're connecting with the universe. You're connecting with your body before you're connecting with the outside world. That's going to stimulate all of that fight, flight, fear, anxiety, emotion that's in our bodies. That's huge. Yeah. And then your intuition can get through, you know, then your intuition, that calm, clear mind that the yogis call the neutral mind actually has a chance to get through. Yeah. And I think we're so pulled in those many directions, feeling the overwhelm and those in those ways that we need to show up in the system that we're in, whether it's work or family and relationship or anything. And, and we're, we're forgetting at a level that that's what can be done to connect with ourselves. And a lot there, I, like my sense is there's a loss of that connection to know even how people are feeling now. Uh, and it might be uncomfortable or unpleasant, but if I'm not even connecting, there's no chance, like zero chance for me to get on that replenishment scale again or to fulfill what I need to do for myself that day. And that's, I think, the big message I'm, I'm hearing from you. Yeah. And especially that the, in the one of the things I teach for the morning practice, because some people get confused, right? They think, oh, I have to is Christine and Rachel saying I have to sit on a cushion for an hour and meditate yeah. in silence. No, like I don't meditate. in silence. <laughs> I fall asleep and end up drooling on myself if I had to sit for an hour <laughs> in silence. But it's how you do your morning differently. So my rule is no interacting with the outside world, except for the people you live in with um, for that first hour. And the first hour in the last hour. Um, And sometimes I get pushback from people who are parents, which I could understand. Um, I I will share with all of you who are parents or you live with someone who maybe, you know, is is not a is more of a more of a creator of chaos and cacophony than um, harmony. And what um, what I like to remind women and I and again, saying this with absolute total understanding of what mothers and parents are going through right now, which is a whole other conversation, but you're the matriarch of your family. You're the matriarch of your home. And if you don't set the tone and you don't, we don't teach our children that pausing and starting the day that gives us space, you know, to, 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 to not to like hit the ground running, but to upshift. And we don't teach them how to downshift. Who are they going to learn that from? They're just going to learn. They're just going to be on their tablets with their little minds going banana pants. So I have one of my former assistant has five kids, three goats, a partner, two businesses, (laughs) and she was able to do this. And what she did and what many women do is they invite their kids and their families to do it with them. And so there's a great story of a little boy named Joaquin and his single mom, Rebecca. And she basically, you know, she said to me, look, I knew if I didn't invite Joaquin to do this with me, it was never going to happen. So she took that practice, that pause that I just took you all through in the morning. And she does that with Joaquin. But instead of asking him, what do you need to receive today? She'll ask him, "Um, what does your heart need today? And so this little four-year-old boy will put his hand on his heart and he'll take a pause. And then he'll say what his heart needs. And then she does the same thing. And the days that Rebecca forgets, she says, Joaquin reminds her. So he's like this little (laughs) accountability partner. And can you imagine that? Like there's like a little four-year-old growing man who's in touch with his heart and yeah. like, like, like I just get total body chills when I say that, that like, that's where our power, one of our powers as mothers is, is to teach our children. And then we grow these little men and these little beings who are actually connected to their hearts. And if we created a world that was connected in the heart, we would have a better world. That's leadership. And it happens right in 
our day-to-day relationships. And I'll say Noah and I, I don't know what your routine is um, in the morning, Rachel, with your partner, but Noah, my partner and I, we do this together in the morning. We check in and ask each other what we need to receive. And we do it on the other side too, so that we use it to design our day and then also really know where each other is at. Super simple and a way to connect with the people that you live with and love. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And what a great way to start, whether it's with your uh, inviting your, your child or even, even your partner or uh, just with yourself, I think is a great place to start. I'm, I'm actually where I'm at this, the place myself. And then, you know, like, I think the next step for me is to ask them, what will I, what would I want to receive with my partner? And, and like, that sounds lovely, like sacred time for, for, for me and, and anything else that needs to happen in that time. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And the thing I want to share too, is um, from the parent side, from our children's growth and, and development, by the age of seven, almost 90% of our, our psyche and consciousness is laid out for us. So we're, we're absorbing things at a rate that's at, like pretty astronomical in, in the hypnagogic state, as it's called. So all of that is laying down the groundwork for being in touch as a, as a human and as an adult with your heart uh, in that practice and what could be a better gift as a parent and setting that example. So thank you for sharing that. I know we're coming up on the hour here. So what can folks do to learn more about you and what do you have coming up? I know we've got the, some, some things happening in your calendar. Yeah. Um, well, one way to stay connected is to, um, is to connect with me at my podcast, Feminine Power Time. Um, Rachel and I are both, we love podcasting. It's a great Feminine <laughs> Power Time. Got it. Yes, it's a great podcast. And um, if you go over to my, the book website is overwhelmedandoverit.com. And that will also take you to my website, Christina Rilo, which has everything, you know, all going. And um, you know, one of the ways that Rachel and I met was every year for the last, gosh, it must be almost a decade now. Yeah, it's got to be around decade. that. Um, in December, I do a, a power pause and reflection ritual that um, people from all over, it's always, always been virtual, although the one that you and I did was at a winery, and then we, we actually mm-hmm. live streamed it um, to the winery. So yeah. that'll be happening again on December 20th, and that is at reflectionritual.com. Reflectionritual.com, and you inspired me to lead my ABC's year-end pause. It was part of, uh, you were the inspiration behind that too, because I found so much value in that, and then uh, wanted to share it too with others. So great, so we've got uh, Overwhelmed and Over It, your upcoming ritual and any last words, any last words of wisdom for the, for the overwhelmed and over it crowd here. I would just say that um, to remember that we are in a massive global transformation right now, and it's affecting us individually, relationally, and societally. And you have the power. We have the power within us to reimagine the way we work and live, but first we have to get centered and sustain within ourselves. And so using this time and this space to actually do that and really look around two questions I would leave you with is look around at your life and ask yourself, what is no longer sustainable for me? And look at your work, look at your relationships, look at your life design, and then ask yourself what actually is supporting me. And as you go into the new year, you know, make a commitment to start to shift and change the things that you can that are not sustainable anymore, either emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, financially. And then the things that are sustaining you really, you know, like (laughs) receive more of that and double down, 
<laughs> yeah, we're, we're on a journey together. I always say this is not a sprint. It is not a marathon. It's more like Bilbo's Grand Adventure. And <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. And so, you know, Rachel and I have both been deeply studying the wisdom traditions for a long time. And, and, we, and it's, it's a practice. So just, you know, just inviting you into a different way of living and seeing things where our power and our intuition can thrive. Oh, thank you so much, Christine, for your wise, wise words and for being a guest today. It's, it's been an honor to be with you. Thanks so much. Well, thanks for, for I love that. I love that we're fellow, we're sister, we're sister pause we advocates. <laughs> we are, we're pause twins almost. Yeah, almost. Before you go, I wanted to share an opportunity for you to have a pause around meals. Sunbasket is our sponsor for this episode today and is a San Francisco-based subscription meal delivery service where I've been using them for a few months now and they've upped my game in terms of what I'm able to cook and have fun while doing it and eating healthy and all of the things that I enjoy. They ship organic, fresh, sustainable ingredients every month, every week, whatever works for you, allowing you to cook your own meals at home as we all pretty much are. So they're one of the great players in this meal kit industry, and I wanted to invite all of you to try them. If you sign up using my URL, you'll get $40 off your first order. The URL is tinyurl.com slash sunbasketpaws. That's tinyurl.com slash sunbasketpaws, all one word. Try them today. I hope you enjoy it. I know I have. Thanks for listening today to the PauseCast. If you haven't already, please subscribe so that you don't miss a show. And if you haven't already, please rate us, leave your review. We would love to hear from you and help us get the word out. If you know of anyone who you think might benefit from the tools or discussions that you've found helpful, then invite them to join us. Share the PauseCast with those who you think might find this useful to become more self-aware. Remember, sharing is caring. I'll see you next time on the PauseCast.